is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. And welcome to Cosmos and the City, the Sex and the City podcast. My name is Megan McKeever, and I'll be your host slash gal pal for the next hour or so. So for those of you listening for the very first time, we'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City, and each week we'll have a brand new guest to join me. So this week we have an amazing guest for you, Jeanette Cerami, and we'll be watching season four, episode eight, my motherboard, myself. If you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please go like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any other thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. This show is brought to you by Boardwalk Audio, and they've got a lot of other awesome podcasts. So head over to boardwalkaudio.com to check them out. And if you like the show and want to support it, the best way to do so is by shopping. That's right. Just go to boardwalkaudio.com slash cosmos. Click on the Amazon logo to the left and start shopping away. We'll also put a link in the show notes. All right, enjoy the show. Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of Cosmos in the City, the Sex in the City podcast. Today, we are talking about season four, episode eight, titled My Motherboard Myself. And I'm here with Jeanette Cerami. Hi. Hello. Hi, listeners. Happy to be here. <laughs> Great. So, Jeanette, I don't know you. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just showed up in my basement. Yeah. Uh, so, tell us about yourself. Sure. Um, I am. Eight months new to LA. Um, cool. I moved here from Chicago in September, and I have a improv and sketch comedy background. And uh, I spent all of high school and half of college obsessing over Sex and the City. <laughs> so I was super pumped when you told me about this show. I was like, I have to be on this show. Yes. Yes. Well, welcome. Thank you, man. So many people are coming from Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty natural um, progression, it seems like. Chicago's uh, comedy community and arts community is really rich, and the community is really wonderful there and supportive. But it feels like you grow out of that, and if you want to pursue any type of art, really, any type of fine art um, for profit— it makes most sense to come out here. So yeah, yeah. I know. Are you originally from Chicago? I'm not. I'm originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh. Yeah. My claim to fame is uh, Walter White taught <laughs> at my high school on Breaking Bad. The the high school they used in the wow. first season was my high school. So I'm practically famous. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have only seen a couple episodes of that show. It's pretty intense. <laughs> it's definitely nothing like Sex in the City. No. <laughs> no, I like more um, lighter fare. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's talk about this episode. Cool. This is like one of those like slightly fun but serious episodes. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, asked me to watch this episode and when you told me the name of the episode, um, I knew immediately which one it was <laughs> and I re- had this moment where I was like, oh, it's so funny, like her interactions. And then I remembered the sad part and I got a little misty eyed about it cause it is one of the first 
episodes that I think you see just like a really genuine sad side of pretty much all the characters. Yeah. 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 Well, let's just kind of, we'll do like a recap kind of, and then just talk about things as they pop okay. up. Um, so it starts out though, they're all like meeting each other in a park for a power lunch. Yeah. But the way, like, they're like from the east side, from the west side. <laughs> uh, and then they just meet in the park. Yeah. And they don't have, um, they're so bougie normally. And for them to be sitting on these like wire chairs <laughs> in kind of casual wear, well, I guess, um, I guess Charlotte's the only one. But she's like super casual. Like I, I mean, I took notes about her um, headwear, her bucket hat. Yeah, like, she's cool. like six from Blossom. It's very, it's very strange. She she has a couple bucket hats that she wears throughout. She rotates the through. Show it's like give it up, man. I know it's it's not. Uh, yeah, it looks like something that a suburban maybe mom or like kindergarten teacher would wear it just doesn't match anything else like on a field trip yes yes to like like the the zoo zoo. (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it makes sense but she so she made everybody like sandwiches egg salad sandwiches yeah and and like samantha i kind of almost feel like it was slightly a burn was like oh like i wish you didn't work more you know i'm glad you don't work because you made these good sandwiches yeah like, oh. Backhanded compliment. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we just find out like Charlotte is redecorating her apartment and that's really all she's got going on. <laughs> yep. And she's very excited about it because she's like focusing all her energy on it. Yes. Um, and then uh, Carrie's big thing is that she finally mm-hmm. traded keys with Aiden. Yes. But not so big. But not so big. Yeah, that's what I loved that. Um, it's funny, you, uh, you know, like listening to your show and looking at the segments and um, talking about the puns. I never really thought about how punny this show is. I mean, of course it is because she's a writer and she narrates the whole thing. So it totally makes sense. But yeah, I, until you uh, pointed out to me to look at that, I was like, when they said, ooh, that's a big deal, I was like, oh, that's a big. Yeah. Like that's an opportunity for a pun. And of course, they jumped at it. So, not so big. Yeah. I'm just not very good at like, I, there's lots of puns. I'm just not good at picking them out. Yeah. So, maybe you got some. <laughs> we'll see. Um, let's see. Uh, Car- yeah. Carrie and Aiden exchange keys. Samantha found like a pamphlet for sale, $1.50 of a Th- Kama Sutra position. <laughs> Thousand and one <laughs> positions. Hmm. Yeah, that was, um, what did, somebody said something because then Carrie ends that scene by saying, like she references a religious, almost like a mass. I don't know. I'm sure they said something about maybe because um, Kama Sutra is associated with an Indian faith. Right. So that's probably why she referenced (laughs) it. But yeah, I just think it's, it's so funny how quick-witted their conversation oh, yeah. is. Yeah. And, that's the, and that's the thing. Like I, Every time I re-watch an episode, sometimes I still like find new things mm-hmm. that I didn't get before or just didn't hear it really. Um, but like in this one, uh, 
So Samantha's seeing Nick, <laughs> a wrestler or a wrestling coach. And um, Miranda goes, oh, yeah, because Samantha's like, oh, I'm really excited to try all these positions because he's a wrestler. And Miranda's like, oh, is he deboned? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, and another thing, because I grew up watching this show, and I mean, I put Sex and the City's theme song as my ringtone when I had the little Nokia brick phone, and yes. you could, pro- you could pro- program your own music. Um, and I, people in college were like, what is that? And I was like, what's Sex and the City? But anyways, <laughs> when um, I forgot about that element, and then she's like, I'm dating a wrestler, and I remembered her storyline, and uh, yeah, it progresses ridiculously, which I'm sure we will talk about. Um, okay, so then the next scene, uh, we find Aiden cooking fajitas mm-hmm. in Carrie's kitchen with a George Foreman grilling machine, mm-hmm. which that's a throwback. Do people still have those? I know. <laughs> uh, I feel like if you do, you are a bachelor or a bachelorette, <laughs> that you probably got it when you first moved out on your own from your parents and you never got rid of it. I mean, it's a good machine, but I, I think it's pretty outdated now. Yeah. Yeah. And they just went like crazy with them. I remember like they used to come in like all these different colors mm-hmm. and then they came like they got you can get really big ones. Yeah, and- like you could get the big one that was like Dad George size, and then because <laughs> all of his kids were named George, you could get like seven different colors of the smaller ones. That's that's just it's just the most narcissistic <laughs> thing oh, I've yeah. ever heard. I don't even know the logistics of it either. I mean, did he just call them by their number? I don't know because they can't all be called George or George Junior. And that even the girls like Georgette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's six or seven of them, isn't there? Yeah, they probably all have like some kind of nickname. Yeah, I hope it's more than a number. That <laughs> yeah. would create an even worse complex, I think, <laughs> than having the same name as all of your Because like a junior is fine. Sure. But it's like not all of them. No. And what's his wife doing? I mean... She's like, whatever. She's like, whatever. You make millions of dollars punching people. George Foreman grill yeah, money. And grilling, yeah, <laughs> punching and grilling. Oh, man. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And also, like, Aiden, of course, is saying crazy, like, what you doing there, ladybird? Yeah. Oh. Machine. Grilling machine. <laughs> God. Such a goof. Uh, what was he listening to? Like, Lola. Was the show? Oh, yeah. was, that, Tony, was that the song? Tony. Something like that. B, Tony B. What's his uh, last name? Copacabana, yeah. Yeah, Copa. Uh, and then they just burn their food. They just burn it. They just get to t- get busy on the kitchen floor. She doesn't eat anyway. It doesn't matter. That's true. <laughs> it didn't have vodka in it, so she wasn't going to touch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then this is where the big moment happens. Um, and I think I under I think I know why her computer breaks. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear your theory. Well, because so she's like sitting there typing and like he starts reading over her shoulder and then she like moves it down. Like she's like kind of half shuts it. Oh. And then, don't computers have like a thing like you, at least with mine, I know like when you kind of shut it, it'll turn off. I don't know because do you have a Mac? Are you a Mac yeah. user? Oh, okay. So I'm not a Mac user. I thought that Macs were. Like, you don't ever turn them off, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I 
I guess not. I remember in college, um, we had to get laptops to go to the school I went to. I went to University of Denver, and we were the first class that was required to get mm-hmm. a laptop, which is funny looking back because um, I spent like all my graduation money on one. It was like twenty five hundred bucks. It had 24 gigs of memory, <laughs> yeah. um, and it was a low, it was like one of the lower end, but I had a PC, and I remember we would, we were told to like shut it down when we're not using it, and Mac users were told not to do that. I don't know if it was like something with the battery or energy. I'm like a total tech dummy, so oh, I hope sense. somebody is like, you're way <laughs> off, but um, yeah, so I didn't know that when you like went to shut it, that it would like sleep or something. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think like when she kind of half shut it and then like pushed it back, I think it just got like jumbled. Maybe. And then it just moved. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I love, I love how quickly she gets like super tense and rigid about it too. Cause, she well, turns into a different person. We just, but we've been there, right? Oh, yeah. And then when like the other person comes along and like tries to fix it. Yeah. And it's like, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's essentially, like, mansplaining fixing her computer. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because I didn't – trying to think. So I, I was in I was in high school when this episode came out. I didn't know about backing up either until this episode. And I didn't have a laptop at that point because I was still in high school and I just had a desktop. But I don't think my family backed up our desktop computer. I don't – yeah, I don't think I ever did either. Yeah. The only, like – files I ever saved were, unless I had them on a floppy disk, mm-hmm. you know, but that was usually for school if I was going to print something out. Yeah. <laughs> and my parents bought me a zip drive for college because they were just like, is this what you do? Like no one in my family had a laptop. So they bought me a zip drive as like part of my like going away package. And I never touched that thing because we were also always hooked into the internet and um, our classrooms and our dorm rooms, but I'm like thinking I don't even think I backed up on the internet because I don't even know if you could back up on the internet back then. No, it would take forever. Yeah, I still <laughs> would like back dial up. up yeah, you know, like that would take exactly. forever. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, she's a mess about it. Um, yeah. So they go to, I guess, like a Best Buy or whatever. Yeah, and um. Yeah, it's that it's this is just like the essential this is couple stuff. This is like the mm-hmm. real couple stuff. Oh yeah, like if you can survive IKEA with your like partner, then you guys are gonna be okay. It's like the same thing. Yeah. And it's fun because we don't really see Carrie, like we never see Carrie and Big do any real couple stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Never. It's very surface level. Like business date. Yeah. Dinners, you know. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But with Aiden, we do get to see like some real things. And this was definitely one of those moments. And um, and he's just so like annoying. Yeah. Like she's like, we got the bomb. Not duh bomb, you know. (sighs) Not a good thing. Yeah. And she's, you are mortifying me. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's exactly how I would feel. Yeah. If my husband was butting in. Mansplaining again, like, I mean, I guess that's not mansplaining, but yeah, he's just talking. Well, it's like it's it not worse. his problem, yeah. and he's just trying to like fix it for her. And yeah. it's like this isn't your problem. Go away. Yeah. Why is he even sitting there? Like, go look at you know the CDs. 
Yeah, and he doesn't clearly even know how to use a Mac. He doesn't know the difference between a Mac and a right. PC. Because uh, <laughs> the whole um, Dimitri, the computer guy, is like, are you a PC user? And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, you're not compatible. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Um, that was a pun. Yes. Um, yeah, and he's played by Asif Manvi from The Daily Show, yes. which I loved. I, I, yeah, that was a fun, like, as soon as I, as soon as they got to the IT building, I remembered that it was him because I was a diehard. And I was like, oh, I know who's going to be their <laughs> IT guy. Um, so then the next other big thing that happens is Miranda's mother has a heart attack. Then shit gets real. Yeah, she listens to Carrie gripe about her computer and is a very good patient friend yes. and then tells her that she took the train to, do we know where in Philadelphia? She goes to Philly, yeah, for her mom's heart attack. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then let's see, then there's just like a little, like little scenes. Uh, we find out Charlotte has become a dimmer expert. Um, I just, you guys didn't see that, but I rolled my eyes because, <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny where they are like facing these things and it comes back to Charlotte who has like nothing going on. And Charlotte has become a, a dimmer, dimmer expert. expert. <laughs> um, and then Samantha's having sex with this wrestler, but it's just crazy because they're in wrestling outfits. Yeah, they're in singlets and helmets. <laughs> and they have a match. Yeah, it's full full gear. Yeah. I mean, they've committed mm-hmm. to this. So, oh, Sex scenes have come a long way on HBO, haven't they? <laughs> yes. They're, they're a little more realistic. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there are people out there that get in their singlets. and. Oh, for sure. Um, anyway. Uh, so then we find out that Miranda's mother does die yeah very quick yeah she went her and her sister and brother were told to go back to the hotel and rest and she um I get yeah had a episode in flatline pretty quickly yeah which is super sad yeah um and so Miranda calls Carrie and Carrie gets upset. And then, of course, like Aiden's trying to be there for Carrie yeah. and she's not letting him, which becomes a thing later on. And then uh, Carrie has the wonderful duty of telling Charlotte and Samantha. Yeah, they go to breakfast and Samantha, of course, is annoyed immediately because Miranda's late. <laughs> yes. And then after breaking the news, you see Samantha basically like shutting down, but not breaking down and kind of deflecting any emotional attachment to her friend's mother just recently passing away. But you, but yeah, you can definitely tell that she's upset, but mm-hmm. we never really find out why. Yeah. Like we don't, we never find out anything about Samantha's parents. I was or- just going to say, yeah, we don't really know anything about any of their families, do we? No, we find out. So this is <laughs> this is all we know. Uh, we know that Carrie's dad left her when she was a little girl. Right. So supposedly she was just raised by her mother, which would make you think that she'd be close to her mother and that we would 
know more yeah. about her. Yeah, like if her mother has passed, then that would definitely come up if this when this happened. Or yeah, she would have some interactions with her. Um, but but point. no, we never. That's all we know. Um, really, Miranda's family. Because yeah, in this episode we meet Miranda's sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet Charlotte's brother one time. Yeah. And then I don't think we ever know well, anything Samantha's about. Samantha's just like the mannequin from the 80s movie yeah. who came to life because, <laughs> I mean, the way she carries on, you would imagine she just was like sculpted out of a sex-driven clay, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, no family, no parents. No attachment she to just, like anything. <laughs> yeah, she literally is the mannequin come to life. Mm-hmm. That's so true. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Um. So so that's sad. Um, yeah. And then this forces Samantha to not be able to orgasm. So. And uh, we find out. I mean, when we first find out that she is always able to orgasm, um, yes. it's like refreshing to see um, Carrie and Charlotte. Be like, well, you don't come every time. And she's like, no, that was my favorite pun. When I RSVP (laughs) to a party, I make it my point to come. Yes. And they're both just frustrated but also kind of confused and maybe even a little jealous. And it's it's a very conflicting emotional moment because they're planning their trip to... To a funeral. To a funeral. And, like, this is what they're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Or, no, they're not planning their trip at that point. They're planning... Um, the floral arrangement or the basket. Uh, I think it's a floral arrangement. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, <laughs> yes, um, Charlotte's big thing is just she's just like taking over um, all these duties. And um, I love her. Like this was before Bluetooth, you know, in the, yes. in the ear and the phone. And she's got like one of those. I don't even know what they're called, like some kind of microphone. Yeah, they're like the bigger microphone on like the um, the tail of the headphones. Yeah. Very. And she's talking directly into it. Yes. Which people still do on the subway in Chicago. I don't know if they do it here, but uh, I think it's maybe because it's noisy. No, yeah. I'm saying like they like put oh, it up to it their up. mouth and maybe it's because it's noisy, but I'm always, I just want to go over them and be like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> It's that close to your mouth already for a reason. Like it picks up the sound. I think I do that because uh, I use like my my uh, earpods mm-hmm. with the and it has the cord with the little microphone thing. I think yeah. I still kind of do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you a, don't have to. Though. It's just a habit. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes you feel like you know Charlotte did. Like I'm in control. <laughs> yeah, I'm a party planner. Even if this party is for a dead person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she wants, and, and her big thing is she wants everything to be elegant and tasteful. tasteful. Yes. Um, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Charlotte also, I don't even know why she tells Samantha that story. She's like, I knew a woman who was having oh, orgasms no. around the clock. And then boom, Stopped. Like, I know, what no. was the point? That's, that's a horror story that Samantha doesn't need to hear because clearly that's destroying her brain that she hasn't had an orgasm one time when she had sex. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, that's 
the worst thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> and I'm like, it kind of is. Like, yeah. what's the point of that story? It's not, not helpful. No, not helpful in the slightest. Um, let's see. So this is, so my favorite scene in this whole episode is the bra shopping scene. Yes. It always makes me cry. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's just so real. Yeah, I actually, um, not quite that experience. So when Miranda goes to buy the bra for the funeral, the department store uh, clerk, uh, customer service woman, comments that, measures her and comments that she's buying the wrong bra size. Yeah, Lucille. Lucille. Um, and Lucille's a, God's, the biggest hands I've ever seen on a woman. <laughs> yes. um, and that happened to me. I went bra shopping with my mom And I remember her specifically taking me to a department store because they did that. And it's, it's very, um, jarring, even Mm -hmm. if you're expecting it. Cause my mom told me they're probably going to measure you and, um, they're going to look at you in just your bra and, you know, see if, how it sits on you and what type of uh, bra you need. And so I can only imagine when you're not expecting it and your mother just died to have somebody come into your dressing room and adjust your straps and almost touch your boob. That part, I was like, th- to be fair, Lucille almost got <laughs> a quick shot of the the booby. Yeah. Lucille adjusts, you know, she's like, I know bras. This is what I do. This is my job. You you got to have the right one. And um, I think I know what's best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was that line that really like hit Miranda. And uh, yeah, it's so sad. But they, I really love that actress, Lucille, and and I just thought it was like a nice, real, lovely moment. Yeah, it's so it's such a vulnerable place to be, right? She's in public. She doesn't have a top on, and she is mourning her like new mother's death. Yeah, um, like a recent death. So yeah, it was it was a perfect setting to see her actually get to have a meltdown that everyone should, you know, go through that kind of release when they lose someone. And uh, you can tell that in her frustration with her family, she kind of didn't have that opportunity in the like beginning stages after her mom passed away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it also seemed like her family was just being like a jerk to her. Yeah. I, I think it, it was a good, cause one of my favorite things is going to my friend's weddings and meeting their parents. Because I think it's so funny to see where people come from and feel like, oh, that's why you're like this, because either your mom is exactly like this or your mom's the total opposite, and so you have gone the opposite direction. Right. And so uh, I think they did a good job of showing, you know, Miranda has bite and she has snark and she's very cynical. And so to see her siblings match that energy. And it's like, oh, this is why you're like this. And then, but then she's like, she's the soft one in that situation. Cause I agree her, her family seemed to be very grumpy and exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I mean, you know, um, they were upset too. They just, that's how they were dealing with it, yeah. you know, which isn't the best, but um, so before, yeah, they're not at the funeral yet. Um, Aiden buys Carrie a new computer. One of those like small bubbly 
Max, did you ever have that? No, no. I never had one. It looks, I mean, like looking at it now, it looks like a toy. Oh, yeah. It looks like um, a leapfrog laptop. Yes. It has a little handle yeah, on exactly. it. Exactly. Like a little purse. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Aiden. <laughs> I know. You're so, you're so oblivious. Um, yeah. And then he buys her a zip drive to back up her stuff. And she gets so upset that she's like, my system works, which no, no. it doesn't care. You just lost all your information. All of it. <laughs> Yeah. But she didn't know that at that point, but I guess she just felt like he was jumping the gun. Sure. Like, it's still there. Like, we don't know the outcome yet. Yeah, and that is, I'm glad and surprised that she commented on how expensive it was. He was like, it's like a little purse. She's like, that's an expensive purse. And for Carrie to say that a purse is expensive? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I I thought that same thing as well. Um, But yeah, that was just too... He's just too overeager. Um, yeah, matched with her inability to like let people in. It was just a recipe for disaster. Well, which is why this kind of brings up that conversation. And you know, he's like, "Okay, well, you you know, you won't let me go to the funeral. You won't let me, you know, help you with this computer thing." And she's like, "I gave you my keys. You know, what more do you want from me?" Yeah. Which is a like huge foreshadowing of things to come because the way that she looks at that relationship is so just like a token exchange and not what it means to do that and like wanting to do that. She's just like, you gave me your keys, I gave you my keys now. We're good. Yeah, I mean, definitely in the conversation where she's like apologizing kind of. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, but what if, you know, you start helping me and all this stuff and then I get used to it and you disappear. And yeah, I, I just, I, I think she already knows, like, she doesn't plan on being with Aiden forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, she has one foot out the door the whole time. Yeah. With him. Cause he's, I mean, besides him being kind of like an eager puppy dog in a lot of ways, I mean, he's a pretty great guy. Yeah. And he is self-sufficient and doesn't, like, he doesn't show that he needs her. Like, I think a big thing, this is my opinion, of course, but I think a big thing with relationships that do well, it's like, you guys don't need each other. You're, like, actively choosing to be with each other. And I don't think that he ever makes her feel like he needs her. I think he's always like, I'm choosing to be here. Um and she's just, she's also choosing to be there, but she knows that she's not going to always, she's not going to wake up every day and make that same choice. Right. Yeah. Oh, poor yeah. Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do think it's, you know, he's like, I like that line he says. He's like, you know, you let me into your apartment, but how do I get into here? Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, it makes her think. Um, and that apology is puntacular. Because she, oh, yes. she says, this is my uh, attempt to apologize and reboot. Yes. And then he says something at the end that makes her laugh. It's the, um, you know, like, what if things fall apart? And he's like, oh, well, we'll just be a couple of sad, sad Max. Max. That's right. <laughs> sad Max. Hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. So... Samantha... Oh, so the this was a pun... I guess it's a fun, uh, the voiceover was, Samantha, 
was troubleshooting her own laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still couldn't get that orgasm. It's not happening. She pulled so many toys out of her dresser drawer. Yeah. It's funny to me, um, and no judgment, honestly, but it's funny to me to think of somebody who has such a rich sexual like activity um, schedule mm-hmm. and still has like thousands of dollars of sex toys. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're using them during sex, that's one thing, but I just think it's so funny because she clearly doesn't have trouble getting off. So I'm just like, why, why are you invest? Why do you invest in all these things? Like you have a really awesome sex life and you, apparently you come every time. I guess she just, you know, it's just those nights when she's alone, yeah. I guess. Once a week Once when a she's week, alone. Yeah. yeah. And she just wants a variety yeah. of things to choose from. I don't blame her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the, the end of that little scene uh, where she's like brushing her teeth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's electric toothbrush. Hmm. She's like, nah. Her hair's destroyed. Like, she's just been jostling in bed all day. Yeah. I mean, she told Charlotte all day. All day. I'm going to be masturbating all day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So awesome. Uh, Let's see. Okay. So we're at the funeral. Um, They're all in black. Uh, they look crazy still, though. <laughs> they they are showing so much cleavage. Yeah. My husband made a comment on that. He's like, that's a lot of boobs for a funeral. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Miranda has a full dress on and then also like a really nice kind of Chanel type coat, thing. coat on. Yeah. And Carrie and Samantha are just like plunged necklines. Yeah, I didn't understand that. <laughs> but, oh, well. Um, and yeah, and then... So Miranda gets out of the car and Carrie says, like, I'm sorry. Miranda says, I'm sorry. And, and Samantha's like, you look great. Yeah. Miranda, uh, Charlotte's like, that's not one of the things I told you to say. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like how many, you, you know, each of the four girls are kind of, you know, one's closer to the other. Like they each have their own relationships. We don't really see a lot of Samantha Miranda yeah, times. Um, yeah, I think that, which is interesting in some ways because they're both, I think more so than even Carrie and definitely more than Charlotte, they're both like uh, like power. Like if they were an outfit, they'd be like power suits. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they just have different priorities. But yeah, that is interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Carrie has a little bit of all of them in her, right? So that's why she's right. the she, main character. But, yeah, that is interesting. I'm trying to think of, like, times that Samantha and Miranda interact, and you don't really see it. No. You see Charlotte and Miranda, Charlotte and Samantha for sure. It's interesting. Yeah. So, so it makes sense that Samantha can't, just really doesn't know what to say. And she's a mannequin, so she doesn't know how losing a family member works. Very true. (laughs) Um, And then then those flowers come out, and they are atrocious. They have, like, purple ribbons and glitter. (laughs) It's so crazy. And uh, I love that (laughs) Charlotte says, um, 
I don't know what she says before, but she's like, I didn't want them to say, you're dead, let's just go. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what they look like. Um, And then finally, I guess Samantha just like sees these women crying beside her. Yeah. And she kind of makes... Oh yeah, so the um the preacher at this oh funeral gosh. just like kept messing up everything. Yeah, he said that Miranda was her brother's <clears throat> pardon me, her brother's wife instead of a surviving next of kin and he said it twice. Yeah. And then he said a, a line that was like there's no soothing things to say when someone dies and it's like uh you sh- should come up with some yeah, stuff. That's literally your whole job right now. <laughs> Is to make sense of this for yeah. us. Yeah. And he's like, it just happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I had a boyfriend in high school whose uncle got married the same year <clears throat> his grandmother passed away, and the same like city clerk type rent a preacher right, did right. both of the ceremonies. Oh, and no. it was kind of hilarious because the grandmother passed away after the uncle got married and almost the whole speech was the same. It's like he has one and that's what this um, priest reminded me of. It's like he has this like one thing he always says and then he just copy. He like mad libs the names into place. Oh, just one trick pony. Yeah. That's it. But Weddings and was, funerals. Yeah. This guy was running a Philadelphia church mass though. I mean, he should... He should have some quality of speech. Yes, he should have. <laughs> um, but Samantha and uh, Miranda have a nice little moment, and they lock eyes, and she says, I'm sorry. She's yeah. like, thank you. And, and then she cries. She finally yeah. got the release yeah. she needed. She was looking, yeah, she, she finally got the release she needed. Yes. Um, and then um, I thought it was really sweet when... Carrie jumped up to um, walk with Miranda in the recession yeah. at the end. I thought that was like a very sweet kind of just showing that, you know, their family that they chose instead of family that they were given. And so I liked that. Yeah, which I, I it definitely made it more interesting to watch. But I feel like she should have just been with her the whole time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she commented on it at the beginning of the funeral. Yeah. She should have sat with her the whole time, absolutely. But... But yeah, that was more fun to watch, and then, uh, and then of course, Steve and Aiden were there, which is really sweet. It was really sweet. That made me cry. Yeah. Um, when I go to funerals, I think the hardest thing for me is seeing the other people there, because or that's the thing that makes me emote the most. And I think it is just this reminder of like how many people will care about you. And, yeah. That she told Aiden not to worry about it, and he didn't bother her with it again. He just made it a point to, like, go there with Steve and support them. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. It was great. Um, yeah. So then I guess at the end, um, Carrie just accepts that, you know, she's, she's trying. She's going to try to let Aiden in to her heart. Yeah. Of course, she never fully does, but. Spoiler. She tried. All right, well, let's get into some segments. (laughs) All right, first up, we have Hottie of the Week. Hottie of the Week. Um, So (laughs) I 
Um, I was excited to see Asif Manvi as the IT guy. Uh, I think he's brilliant on The Daily Show. And so I think uh, he's a hot, an intellectual hottie to me. Nice. I was excited to see him. Yeah, well, he's definitely on the list. Let's see. So we got Aiden. Um, let's see. His character's name was Dimitri. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Nick, the wrestler. Yes. Um... Steve, I mean, shows up at the end. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I guess I think that's it. Yeah, Charlotte's husband wasn't even in it. No, he hasn't been in in a while. wonder when he's coming back. He's, I mean, he's a doctor. He's busy. Yeah. He's like a heart surgeon or something. Yeah. Um. All right, so for you, it's... Yeah, I think it's awesome, Monvi. I mean, I love Aiden. Yeah. I'll always love Aiden. He's adorable. Um. But yeah, it was like a nice surprise. And... um. It was kind of refreshing that even though this this episode was 20 years ago, 17 years yeah, ago. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, that they didn't give him like a cliche accent. You know, they didn't make him right. like do, his name is Dimitri, so maybe he's like Greek or something, um, the character. But yeah, so I like him. He's smart, and he made a joke about Ada not being compatible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hottie of the week is Dimitri, <laughs> and his. How do you say his name again? Um, it's Asif Manvi. Asif Manvi. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Next up is who wore what, why. So any fashion catch your eye? Uh, it can be stuff we've already talked about. Yeah, definitely um, the like hat parade in the first opening scene with um, Carrie looks like she's a little kid wearing her grandpa's like newsboy hat. Yes. Like it's so big on her. But she's also wearing like hot pants. Yeah. And like a tube top. It doesn't go together. I mean, that's kind of her thing. Is like not matching. But this is like you're going to lunch in a park. Yeah. Why are you wearing that? Yeah. And then, I mean, and then, you know, Charlotte's wearing a child's hat. It's like they couldn't (laughs) find hats that fit either of their heads for that scene. And why are they, I don't know, I just think it's interesting. I guess Samantha's kind of a, um, I don't feel like Samantha wears a hat a lot at all or Miranda but I just I don't know the only hat I the only time I can really remember Samantha wearing hats is those really big ones that she wears oh yes in like LA and then the movie mm-hmm. she's got that huge hat on like sun garden yes type hats that you would wear to um what's it called like women wear to the derby or right something. right yeah <laughs> Um, and then, uh, another, another outfit that I thought was just kind of funny was the morning. I mean, the whole day, I guess, after Carrie told the other two that Miranda's mother had passed away, Samantha's wearing this like, not satin. It's a very formal, um, material, like roughly red shirt. Yeah. Just, it doesn't, I don't know. It's like, what kind of work do you do that that's an appropriate shirt to wear? She wears whatever she wants. She's the boss. 
So, um, and then the one, the other, the last thing that I thought was funny is when after we find out Miranda's mother passes away, Carrie gets out of bed and she's wearing a man's um, like dress shirt that is no joke for a 300 pound man. I mean, it's not like she borrowed one of Aiden's shirts. It's not that she bought it at a store where men buy their shirts. It's a humongous, like on anybody, this shirt would be ginormous. Yes. She does like her men's wear. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then next up we have pun of the week. Uh, so my favorite, there was a lot of computer puns, which I appreciated. And again, probably would not, I probably didn't pick those up when it came out because I was pretty new to technology. But my favorite one is definitely, when I RSVP to a party, I make it my point to come. Yes. I thought that was pretty witty. <laughs> I think I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, actually, it might be my business to come. Oh, my business to come. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, so pun of the week. When I RSVP to a party, I, I make, make it, it my business, business to come. come. That's pretty good. Um, all right, next up is I couldn't help but wonder. I couldn't help but wonder. So any burning questions <laughs> about anything? Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, this was hard for me because I know so much about them, but I think we spoke a bit about it was, I couldn't help but wonder, um, do any of these women have families that they care anything about? (laughs) Um, You know, Carrie, I think, again, she's the thread that holds her friends together, and she was the first one she told, and she did get upset, but... Yeah, I think it would have been easier to connect to it if we knew her context for having a family member or a parent pass away. And then Charlotte's this perpetual party planner and nurturer um, and almost didn't even cry. Yeah, no, she never really got upset. Yeah, I mean, and that's probably like how she deals is like she keeps busy by like trying to help. But maybe seeing her, I'm like, do you have any attachment to a family member that would make this would make you sad, you know? Right. It is really interesting, like, because we never really see them during holidays. Like, there's no, like, holiday episodes. We kind of see in the movie, um, like, a Thanksgiving, I think, or like a New Year's. Um, Yeah. but But we never see them, like, going to... Because, like, you know, families, that's what you see at the holidays. It's like, you know, what are they doing on Christmas and Thanksgiving? They're just, like, sitting at home alone? Like, Yeah, I mean, she will go see Big if... I think there might be a couple of instances, like, even maybe New Year's where they're not doing anything else, so then she goes to hang out with Big, but that's not family. No. Yeah. They only... They only go to summer homes. Those are their only holidays away from the yeah, city. and they're with each other. Yeah, and they're still with each other. So, I mean, yeah, no. But it is funny. Like, we we do actually see, meet Big's mother. Right. That's a mother we meet. Um, we meet Steve's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, for we, a long time. For a long time. get to know Steve's mother. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, like, it. No dads. 
No. No dads. So. Mm. That's weird. It's And it's also just interesting um, to see like where the priority and focus was because even in the anti-sex in the city um, t- 10 years later, which was girls, right? a big part of that is their interaction with their family at home versus how they conduct themselves in the city. Funny enough, you bring up girls because Betsy, Miranda's sister, is uh, her mother. Oh, my gosh. I knew she looked familiar. And yes. I was thinking, do we see her more in the in Sex and the City? You're right. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's very funny. So um, That was probably a nod. That was probably intentional. <laughs> I like I, I like to think that these exist in the same universe as well as Samantha and Mannequin. Yeah. No, I, I wholly agree with you on that. You're right. She just popped out of nowhere. All right. Well, finally, we've made it to the final segment. You're such a... You're such a... So now, which of the main four characters did you most identify with in this episode? Um, not usually, I usually identify with Miranda in general, but, um, definitely Carrie because, uh, because of uh, the silly thing, which is I didn't know how to back up. I didn't know what backing (laughs) up my computer was until that happened to her either, but also just how she, it's very clear in that moment that she is the glue that holds those women together. And I mean, I don't even know that Miranda would have been upset if Samantha didn't go to her mother's funeral. You know how we're talking about they don't have. But it's very clear that, you know, Carrie is um, family to these women and her job is to support them when they're upset and then to also kind of like be the ringleader. And I have a little bit of that with my friends. Um, I keep in touch with most of my friends from college uh, and we kind of circle back to reconvene. Uh, They all came out to Chicago for my 30th birthday and I did a solo show last year and they all came out for it. It was super amazing and generous. But I also think it's like I consistently keep in touch with all of them. So I just saw a lot more of, of course, she's the main character, so it makes sense. She's closer to everyone. But yeah, just being what everyone needs. Like she needed to be, like Charlotte needed somebody to like tell what we were going to do. And Carrie was good at being like, okay, like I'll follow your lead on that stuff. Yeah. And then Miranda obviously needed support. Um, And Samantha, I guess, needed a go between her and Charlotte when she (laughs) couldn't orgasm anymore. (laughs) So you're such a Carrie. I'm such a Carrie. Oh my gosh. I think, I think I too am a Carrie in this episode just because I, you know, she had that moment of where, like, she didn't know what to say to Miranda on the phone. And mm. I've definitely been in those situations. It's like, what do you say, you know, and, and the whole thing with, like, thoughts and prayers. It's like, that's yeah. not, I mean, ooh, that's not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Um, but you do, you do want to, like, help in some way. And it's just like, what do you really say in those situations? And all you can say is just like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and just be ready to be there for them, right? Yeah, and um, also, I've just definitely been in many of those situations where my boyfriend is like, just the fixer, I gotta fix it for yeah. you, and I'm just like, 
leave it alone. <laughs> like, not your problem. This is my problem. Yeah. Just because you're my boyfriend and you care about me, like, I get it. But this has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Stop touching my computer. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. And I also think it has to do with the type of, like, nurturers your parents are. Like, my parents are very tough love type of nurturers. And so I have that. Yeah, like, I'm going to – I will figure this out. Like, I ha- I mean, she says it. You know, I've been on this planet this long and been able to, like, figure it out on my own. Yeah. Like, She's I, like, I've I'm, been taking care of myself for a really long time. Yes, yes. So – yeah, that's and it, and it's true though. It's like just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean like you forget how to take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, she's a very self sufficient woman. Clearly, I mean, she's not financially the best for sure. No. But you know, she's not um, destitute, and she's definitely. I mean, she could learn to ask for help, which we kind of see later, like her asking for the things she needs. Yes. But um, she didn't need anything in this situation from him, and he was still all up her butt about it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we did it. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Megan. It was really fun, and uh, I don't get a lot of opportunities to wax intellectual (laughs) about sex in the city. I don't know if it's intellectual, but. No, we did. We talked about some smart stuff. (laughs) All right, well, cheers. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Well, that's the episode. We did it. Thank you so much for listening. I also want to thank a few people that make the show possible. John Fredette for the music. You can check him out at johnfredette.com. Our amazing guest, Jeanette Cerami. Our producer, Terrence Deutsch, and everyone over at Boardwalk Audio. Again, if you like what you hear, want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any other thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosandthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. All right, well, we'll catch you next week. Cheers! Boardwalk Audio Podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.